I've been really excited to do this KHTK.com exclusive interview, a special interview for me. I am an uh, alumni of William Jessup University. I went for four years between 2012 and 2016 uh, to that university where I got to call myself a William Jessup Warrior and broadcast for multiple uh, sports programs and athletic programs there at the school. And I've been able to watch not just over the four years that I was there, but in the years after the continual growth of Jessup, not just the school itself, but the athletics programs. And no program has grown more in a short period of time than the new, it's still relevant relatively new baseball program at William Jessup University. They made a monumental leap last year, came within one game of the NAIA World Series, and a lot of that had to do uh, with the, uh, the the hiring of head coach Jake McKinley. Now, unfortunately for the Warriors, Jake was only there and is only going to be there for one year, but Jake is kind enough to join us here on the KHDK.com exclusive interview uh, because we're going to be talking to him not about nor not just about his time with the Warriors over last year and the six, uh, success that he's had there, but now this new chapter in life as he has been hired to be a coach, an assistant coach with the Milwaukee Brewers, jumping from NAIA to MLB in one successful year. Jake, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join us here on KHDK.com. It's a, a pleasure talking to you, and from a, a former Warrior to a, a former Warrior head coach, thank you for what you did and what you brought to the school. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you, for, uh, thank you very much for having me, and it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Well, let's start with uh, the backstory or how it how it got started. So you were a you played local uh, high school at Union Mine High. You coached at, at Sacramento State uh, for several years, and then you became the head coach at Menlo College. Menlo was a rival of William Jessup University. And then heading into last year, last season, you accepted the head coach job uh, to be the the head man at William Jessup. So first and foremost, what was it about Jessup that interests you? And, and what was it about this school and this program that was still relatively new uh, that made you want to take that job? You know, it's, it's funny because it actually stemmed a lot further back. When, I remember in 2009, I was coaching at an NAI school in Kentucky, Campbellsville University, and I was hearing grumblings that William Jessup was going to start baseball. So it was winter break. And I'll never forget it. I I put on a you know cheap pair of slacks, cheap shirt. I didn't have any money, and um, and I and I drove over to William Jessup. And at the time, Farnham Smith was the athletic director. He's the assistant AD now. And I just I just went into his office and I said, hey, I want to be your baseball coach. Heard you're starting baseball. And, you know, I'm 24 years old at the time, and the look on his face, like, who's this weird guy in my office? But um, I'd always been very interested in that job because, you know, the baseball in Placer County is, is really, really good. And I was familiar with the landscape of, of NAI baseball. And, you know, being from Placerville, my family certainly likes to you know, come to my games, whether I was a player or a coach. And I uh, just felt it would be you know, close proximity for family. So I was always really interested in this position. You know, Sierra College has had a lot of success. And I, and I thought, well, you know, if I ever had an opportunity to be at Jessup, uh, I feel like the program could could win and could win big. Well, and you were certainly right about that. So when you took over, the season before you took over, William Jessup had just 10 wins in that season. 
Then the jump that they made in the one year that you coached there, Coach. Like, there's jumps and there's monumental leaps. And then there's what you and this program did from a 10 win season to a 41 and 17 record last year. One of the biggest turnarounds in college baseball uh, history. Like I said, one game away from going to the NAIA College World Series, which I'll ask you about in just a little bit. But Day one, when you first started, when you first took over that program, what were the goals? Were was a forty-one and seventeen season even in your mind when you first started? No, no way. Um, and and I always try to go into the season not necessarily like worrying a lot about the win totals, just because there's so many variables and there's so many things that can happen. So, you know, if I had to put like a win goal on it, I've said this before. I remember coming into the job thinking like if we could double this thing and get to twenty wins we would be flirting with 500 and that would be a good turnaround but as the season progressed and like as our recruiting class started to fill out and as I started to get to know the returning players I was I was starting to think we we have a chance to be pretty good actually um and then you know during the season one thing that a lot of people don't know is we never had our starting nine healthy not one time during the year did we run our best lineup out there and it was we were just really really injury plagued so I I think it speaks a lot to uh, the role players and that's such a rare thing on a college baseball team when um, you know your role players can accept that 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 is their role and when they get opportunities they perform and I think it's because they take preparation seriously but man to answer your question like no way 41 wins um, I would have I had to laugh you out of the room if you would have said we were gonna we were gonna do that. Well, Coach, I'm sure this applies to to so many different tiers of of coaching lifestyle, but it's interesting. We think of of coach hiring periods as day one is when you start, and it's it's going to be a blank slate. But it's really not. Like you said, you come in, you have returning players that are already there, then you have new recruits that you're trying to bring in in a short period of time. Is that the biggest challenge? Those first couple of weeks of just finding out what you have and starting to put the pieces together to come out of the gate with some success. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because I want to say there were 24 returners. So, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, okay, you, you identify the holes that you have and you try to fill those. And at the same time, you're at a new workplace, so you're trying to get to know people's names. You're trying to understand how uh, policies and procedures work. And, I mean, the first couple of weeks being a head coach is, is tricky, but I thought it was especially tricky here um, because I got the job in June. so. You know, our window to recruit the holes that we felt we had, it was, it was a tight window. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to hit the ground running. And usually for, the, you know, an NAI base coach, the summertime is kind of your time to recharge the battery. And so, you know, I went from Menlo and I was at Jessup, you know, very shortly after the Menlo season. And there was, there was a, whole lot of, a whole lot of recharge taking place. It was, it was hit the ground running. And, uh, you know, obviously I was very fortunate to, to have great assistance with me and our administration at Jessup is is outstanding. So, um, you know, the onboarding process was smooth, but yeah, the first couple of weeks are, are definitely, they're fast and furious. Former head coach of the William Jessup University men's baseball program, Jake McKinley, joining me right now. Now the new head coach, or rather assistant coach, uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm going to be asking you more about that when we get to that here, but I I want to continue on just you taking over the program because I'm so fascinated by it. You said that you, uh, when you took over the team, that you started looking at this roster and and there were things that you recognized that said, oh, maybe we can be pretty good here in, in our first year. What were those things specifically that you noticed 
noticed right away with your team, with your squad, with your players that were your biggest strengths that you felt, okay, I can build around and I can work with this? Yeah, I'd say two things. Um, pitching, you know, we, we played Jessup when I was at Menlo. You know, we played him multiple times a year, every year I was there. And they always, uh, they'd always kind of keep their, their guys in the game because of the mound. Like, we would beat them, but they would get us from time to time. And when we would beat them, it was never like a comfortable win. So I thought that spoke a lot to the pitching coach, Bo Moorhead. And I also thought they were just scrappy. Like, they definitely didn't have the talent level that, you know, our team at Menlo did or some of the other teams in the conference did. But they were going to give you a game. Um, and, and they weren't going to go easy. So I felt like, a, if anything, I was going to inherit a pitching staff that um, – was going to keep we were going to keep games close, but also just a group of kids that that were scrappy and uh, you know they were going to do whatever they could do to keep themselves in the game. Coach, uh, as the season progressed, the the wind started to mount up. Your team ended up leading the NAIA in in home runs. Just a, a absolute monster power bat team. Uh, what was it about your hitters that that made you so successful going yard? And even though that's kind of the highlight play, and that's what a lot of people tune into baseball to see, were there other fundamental parts of your team that supported that that maybe didn't get as much attention that were just as big of a reason for the forty one and seventeen record? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that because, you know, definitely we, we had the personnel to hit the long ball. And, you know, we honestly didn't didn't feel that that was going to be the case. I, I felt like we got a lot of good contact hitters at their previous schools, like, for example, Will Locke that played third base for us. Um, you know, he had never hit a home run in college, and he ended up hitting 18 for us. But one thing that he had, he had proven at his previous schools, he could hit for average. Um, so that's where our hitting coach, Trevor Payne, who's now the head coach, right. uh, he just did a great job of, of changing maybe some mindset, maybe some culture with our hitters. And then the home runs started to come, but it wasn't because we were necessarily preaching, uh, hit home runs. It was a lot of just like, let's hit doubles. Um, let's, let's just drive the ball. But what I do think set it up so well is, this team did a super job of getting good pitches to hit. Like Will Law, the kid that hit 18 home runs, he also walked 61 times. So for guys that have those types of power numbers and that type of plate discipline um, is unique, especially for a college baseball player. And at the same time, the lineup was stacked with guys that were disciplined. Like we didn't strike out very much despite hitting for that type of power. So I think from an opposing pitcher standpoint, like there wasn't an easy out in the lineup. And so everybody was, was well protected. I mean, even the kid that, that hit ninth for us, a freshman named Kavai Takamura um, from Hawaii. I mean, he hit 299 as a true freshman. So um, I think protection and, you know, just plate discipline and, and obviously our, our hitting coach. Uh, and yeah, I thought he did a remarkable job. And the guy that coached third base, Ty Mitchell, he, he did a super job just as it relates to, um, preparing our guys for everything. Like if we needed to get a bunt down, we could get a bunt down. If we needed to steal a base, we could steal a base. Very intelligent base runners. Um, so just it was a whole offensive package that I think led to pitchers making those mistakes that allowed us to you know have those game changing swings. Coach, your team went on a, a, a long and monumental run. Unfortunately, there's the sting of I say I'm saying that they were a win away from the NAIA College World Series, but not 
at the uh, the the NAI College World Series itself. I know there's there's some there, feeling of unfinished business there. I'm sure, uh, but for that entire run and for the 41 and 17 record, what would you say that out of the for the year of that program that you are most proud of with this team? Um, so I, I just think you know you hear coaches all the time talk about this team can deal with adversity. This team can deal with adversity. Um, and I, and I know that every team has adversity. This team had like an unbelievable amount of adversity. Um, there was always, there was always something going on. Uh, it was never like smooth sailing. And we actually had a sign up in our pages that said, um, I want to say it like calm waters never made a skilled sailor. And so I thought the team's bounce back capabilities were, were remarkable. And I'll never forget. We, we started out very hot, and we went and we played Simpson University uh, on a midweek game, and they were having a really, really bad year. It should have been, you know, a win that we should get. Um, and the national poll came out on a Tuesday morning, and we were ranked number six in the country. So we had never really even had any success, and all of a sudden we're ranked six in the country, and a lot of people are talking about us. And um, that same night we head up to Simpson, and we, we blew a 9-2 to lead, and we ended up losing 11-10. to and we had that 9-2 to two lead late in the game. So I just told the guys after the game, like, hey, you've got to get ready for some noise because people are going to say, um, you know, that you lost focus, that you took this team for granted, and, you know, all the stuff you'd hear after those sequences of events. But the reality was, and I can't make this up, is like Simpson, like they just couldn't miss a hole. Like every time they swung the bat, like it found a hole. They were hitting good pitches. They they beat us, you know. It was just a great comeback on their part, and I was a little concerned because we were riding high. We just had this devastating loss, and I, and I knew they were going to have to deal with some criticism. And you know, they came to practice the next day, and they just um, they just practiced well. And we went to Vanguard that weekend. We swept Vanguard, and that's actually kind of what separated ourselves from the rest of the pack in the conference because I think they were only a game or two back of us going into that series. But I was just really proud of like. You know, hey, if somebody gets injured, the next guy's going to step up and he's going to perform. Or, you know, this guy deals with this thing in his life. Uh, he's got his teammates to support him. And, and when, you, when you can do that with a group of returning players from an old regime and a group of new guys, and they all come together and they can play like a team, it, it's, it's remarkable to watch. I, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, people talk about the, the power of teamwork and, the power of togetherness or when people are pulling in the same direction. I'm telling you, that is real life right there. And uh, just being able to witness that uh, and be a part of it in any capacity was, was truly an honor. Well, Coach, there are thousands of, of young men, not just in the uh, in the United States, but around the world that have dreams and aspirations of playing professional baseball, making it to the MLB, making it to the show, and having some of those moments that they, we've, we know are, are moments of legends at times. And a lot of those are from a player standpoint, but there's also the dreams and aspirations from a coaching standpoint, being able to be a manager in a clubhouse of a professional program or being able to be a coaching staff 
on part of uh, any professional team or any professional roster. It's an incredible feat to be able to reach, and now it's something that you can say you have done, which is absolutely incredible as you are transitioning now away from your one year at William Jessup University to become the new pitching coordinator for the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers themselves are, are a young team that are up on the rise. They've made a lot of noise over the last couple seasons, now hopefully have uh, some World Series aspirations in the years to come. I'm curious from from my standpoint, I just want to know what it was like when you got off the phone or, or walked out of that office and you were told you had the job. What was your your feeling? What was the reaction like knowing I made it? I'm at the show. Um, <laughs> that was weird. I, it, it was weird, honestly, because uh, you know and I could I could talk more to it, but you know, just going out to Milwaukee for the interview, it, it was a gauntlet. Like I, I interviewed with probably eight or nine different people. And the interview is like 30 minutes a piece. And I think when you do that many interviews, you hear yourself repeating yourself. And um, I, I was worried, like, I just, you know, I didn't get the job or I was, I was worried, like, I just wasn't, wasn't qualified. So <clears throat> um, when they called me and I'll never forget, he, he just said the farm director had said like, Hey, we're prepared to offer you a contract. And I don't know, just like you, your body gets kind of like hot and tingly. Right. <laughs> um, as just just in disbelief, like to to know that um, that I'm going to have an opportunity to help this this organization, and it's a great organization. Like you said, it's an organization on the rise. And as I got to meet people in the front office and you know know how they operate, it, it's it is a like great organization to work for. So just to know that I can be a part of that. Um, and be a part of the development of their pitchers. And we all know that, you know, pitching is the name of the game. Yeah, you feel like you, you kind of have a spot in baseball history. It's really cool. And, yeah. and, and I've done the baseball thing since I was seven years old, you know, back when I was playing T-ball up in Placerville. Um, so, you know, to have this opportunity, and like you said, when I, when I got that call, there was almost like <clears> – <throat> there was almost like disbelief, you know, there's like a little denial there. Like it's a, you're in a dream or something, but um, I, I think that's worn off a little bit now. It's like, all right, <laughs> fun's over. Yeah. Spring training's around the corner. We, we gotta, we gotta get to work. And, uh, but overall, man, I'm just, uh, I'm so grateful and um, I'm so excited to get started. I can imagine this uh, this winter has been a long one for you, just waiting to to be able to go and, and report for string, uh, spring training, get to show up early with the pitchers, get to work with them, and really just take that next step on. You, you've made it. Now there's, like you said, work to be done. Uh, so I'm very excited to be able to follow your career and be able to follow what the Milwaukee Brewers are able to do as a, as a club and then specifically uh, pitching-wise heading into next season. But spring training specifically, what is it about that that you're looking most forward to and what challenges are you expecting right out of the gate now with an MLB club? Yeah, well, I'd say what I'm most excited about is is you know I've I've always been a college coach, so I've never really gotten to experience spring training. Like a lot of people, vacation down to Arizona for spring training, but I've always been coaching. Yeah, um, so that's never been able to be the case. So just to experience it is is really cool, and and also like I I've been a head coach for a lot of years now, and. <clears throat> When you're a head coach, you're, I would say you're you're kind of like the CEO. You oversee, you know, you have you you have your hand in everything, um, you know. And I do think I've been lucky to have great assistants that I've been able to give a lot of autonomy to. But you always have your hand involved in the hitting, the base running, the pitching, the fundraising, the recruiting. 
And to now be more isolated into one area of the game, Mm -hmm. I think is just going to make me a better teacher. It's going to make me a better coach. Um, So that excites me. I think I have a lot to learn about pitching. Like the advancements in coaching pitchers are, are insane. And um, we have some brilliant sports science folks with the Brewers that I know are going to be of of great assistance uh, to me. Um, And then, you know, what, what was your other question, Matt? I'm sorry. No, the just the second part of it, what challenges are you expecting just right out of the gate? I mean, it's a, it's just a new beast with the MLB. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I would say the challenges are this. So there's a, you know, I'm, I'm, if you're the pitching coordinator, you kind of oversee all the pitchers throughout the organization. Um, so there's, I, I want to say we have over 100 pitchers in the Brewers organization. So uh, that's just a lot of bodies. It's a lot of careers that uh, you're, you're trying to assist and I don't have any pro experience. You know, that's the elephant in the room right there is, I mean, I played two years of, of independent ball, but I never had any experience with the major league affiliate. So that's, that's a challenge. And I, and I get that, but I think the key is, is just to be vulnerable and be yourself. And one thing I've learned over the years is like, I don't care if it's a professional player. I don't care if it's a college player, a little league player, like every player, wants coaches that care about them and they want coaches that are competent. So um, I'm, I'm very grateful that we're in a time where baseball has shifted to, we just want to develop the best players however we can. Um, and sometimes the development is not like, Hey, we got to go hire a guy that played. It's let's, let's hire guys that are competent, are hard workers and have good people skills and, and can work, you know, with everybody throughout the organization. So that's going to be, uh, I guess one of my, statements is that I will never say anything to a pitcher unless like I have the evidence behind what I'm saying. And it's not, you, you can't be a guessing game. You know, these guys are getting paid um, a lot of money and the Brewers have invested a lot of money as has every major league team. They've invested a lot of money in these players. And I think from a coaching perspective, you know, you have to offer them very, very credible and valid information. So um, you know, that being said, like with that many pitchers, you're going to get a lot of different personalities. You're going to get a lot of different uh, pitching deliveries and a lot of different strengths and weaknesses. And it's, you just got to invest a lot of time and get to know each guy on an individual basis so uh, you can help them because, you know, humans aren't robots. And um, I don't think you can really coach effectively unless there's a degree of, you know, trust there and uh, there's some type of relationship. I'm joined by new pitching coordinator for the Milwaukee Brewers, Jake McKinley, former head coach at William Jessup University, led the William Jessup University baseball program to a 41-17 and record in his first season with the team last year. And before we wrap up, Coach, I want to transfer, uh, transition back to William Jessup because even though you're in Milwaukee, even though you're now uh, a assistant coach uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, I know you're going to be keeping tabs on, uh, on this William Jessup program, especially because uh, Trevor Payne is now the... The head coach. He was your assistant for three years, two years at Menlo, and then this last year at William Jessup. He's also uh, a, a local kid. played uh, played baseball at Jesuit High. Uh, later played at Sacramento State. Uh, so he has worked uh, with you for for quite a long while. And, and you mentioned him earlier on in the interview. Uh, how successful do you expect the program to continue to be uh, with Coach Payne now at the helm? I, I think that they're they're not going to skip a beat. Trevor is every bit as qualified as I am. He's every bit as good as I am, um, if not better. I mean, he is he is an outstanding teacher. Uh, he's an outstanding leader, and I, and I think our our leadership styles are very similar. Like 
I, I've said this before. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a coach that screams and yells. Uh, I'm just not that way. Just like it honestly just makes me uncomfortable. It weirds me out when I scream and yell. So and I think Trevor's the same way. Like I think he's a very effective leader. That's that's also calm and is friendly and easy to be around. So, um, you know, from a culture perspective, I think the program is is going to uh, just stay right on track. They're going to continue to get better. And uh, one thing Trevor's great at is recruiting. Um, so I, I I would I would bet a lot of money that their recruiting class coming in next year is going to be better than this one, and it's going to continue to uh, improve every year. And uh, as you said, he's a local guy, so. I, I could see him, you know, being here a while and, um, you know, flirting with those opportunities to uh, win, win at the highest level, win a national championship. Final thing for you, Coach. Uh, athletic Director at William Jessup University, Lance Von Vogt, had this to say about you. He said, Major League Baseball is getting what I consider to be the best young baseball coach, uh, coach in the country. We've been blessed to have Jake build our baseball program into a conference champion and national power. Whenever you have the, uh, the Major Leagues recruiting your coaches to help them win a World Series, then you know you are doing something right. So high, uh, high praise from Coach Von Vogt. I'm just curious, uh, in, in, in conclusion, what, uh, what was it like working with Coach uh, uh, Lance Von Vogt, working with that entire William Jessup University Athletics uh, Department, even though it was a short period of time, uh, what fond memories are you bringing from uh, that campus now all the way with you uh, till Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, I could tell you it, it was Lance's best AD that I've ever come across. Um, and I've I've been in a lot of places. Um, <clears throat> but the thing he does is like, especially since he's in, he's also the coach of another team, but I've never worked for an AD that like, you just feel he wants you to do so well. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no ego in it. Like Lance is your biggest fan as a coach. And that is very, very uncommon uh, as a, as a, as a college coach. So, you know, if I needed something, you know, Lance was a, a great resource. If I, And that could just be, like, personal, too. Just need someone to talk to, need someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, I remember when I first got the job, like, I would have questions for him, and I would talk to the assistant AD, Brandon Bowling, uh, who's also awesome. And I would be like, man, I, I'm dealing with this. He'd be like, well, you know, just hit up Lance. I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, text him? He's like, yeah, just text him. Like, Lance is cool with it if I text him? He's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so just to have a guy that like is in such a position of power, but is also so approachable, so understanding and like just gets it, it, it is rare. Um, and I, and I fully believe <clears throat> that's why I think we had a lot of success or, you know, me professionally had such a great year because you do feel like your, your boss supports you and he wants to see you do well. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, William Jessup, uh, they've, they've got themselves a, a great athletic administration. Um, it's, it's just, it's different. It's dynamic. And, you know, as you know, as, as organizations continue to grow, uh, sometimes the biggest separator you can have is, is to operate differently. And this, this athletic department, like, operates more from a standpoint of just, like, love and caring and, and support of one another. And, and obviously that starts and ends with um, – with Lance. So like I said, he's, he's the best AD that I've, that I've ever been around. The, the, his ability to, to be the AD and be the basketball coach. I would tell him before I like, I, I don't know how you do it. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive. 
Well, Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on KHDK. And from one former uh, William Jessup Warrior to another, congratulations. Thank you for everything uh, that you did for the program in your time there. Uh, we, I look forward to following your career in Milwaukee. You certainly have now some uh, a, a good portion of Brewer fans uh, in the Sacramento area <laughs> that are just going to be paying attention to, to what you do and, and where you go and the success of that program. You absolutely deserve it. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. No, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Really appreciate your time.